0: <laughs> mm.
1: hello everyone
0: yeah i'm not feeling it
1: shut up <laughs> fucking top notch I'm, I'm digging it i was on board with you there jim right i'm not doing the podcast then i'm not doing the podcast you're not doing the podcast because because comrade didn't like your intro he didn't like my lovely song that i wrote just for him
2: oh wow oh how how broke could you be comrade uh, I i i feel awful how um,
1: sharper than the serpent's tooth it is, Conrad. To have an ungrateful collie. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Somehow you're gonna manage. I'll, I'll survive. Probably. <laughs> you won't be happy about it. Well, I'm not really not here for that. I'm here <laughs> to
0: talk about whether video games are great or perfect
1: that's actually a fair
2: point that's what it, that's what it's always been about at heart exactly the hosts don't have to be happy to tell you whether your favorite video games are great and or perfect if uh, that
0: were the case the 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 show never. No- <laughs> when i if- can't remember the last time i was happy <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, how how's how's everyone doing in lockdown town everyone doing all right still uh. Dear.
0: Do you have toilet paper, Jim? I'm, I'm like, legitimately, genuinely <laughs> concerned.
2: Oh, my God, com- Comrade, did you not Did you not panic buy enough toilet paper? Oh, no, I, we're fine. I didn't panic
0: <laughs> buy, but, like, we have a good supply on hand, yeah. Enough to get us through a, a month.
1: I'll, I'll say this much. We were laughing and japing yeah. when we went to the store the other day. Laughing and japing. Having our great jokes. Our gallows humour. Me dancing around in the aisles. Keeping my fucking distance. Being offended by one woman who passed and shook my head, a- shook her head at me as if to say you shouldn't be here. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here, then? <sighs> oh goodness. But anyway, the laughing and japing stopped when we got to the toilet roll place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that particular section. It was it was toilet paper, canned goods, obviously. Yeah. Um, but on the plus side as many oreos as you could need it's not a it's not a high oreo economy that that we're dealing with in this this age of of panic buying and hoarding
2: i mean as long as there's something that is technically containing calories that you could eat i think it'll will be fine <laughs> if you've hoarded a load of toilet paper fuck you yeah like very genuinely
1: fuck you it's you are like one step below the people who are calling it the chinese virus oh and, and there fucking nasty there yeah mm.
2: i i won't say who but someone in my family the other day called it the chinese virus and i was like oh oh no let's not do that folks
1: let's not do that we got six rolls so long as no one shits we're fine (laughs) we're dandy
0: stores are still going to be open uh they're gonna be getting more shipments things are gonna it's not you'll be able to find more i'm, I'm
1: not sure. i'm not overly worried
2: see i've got a solution here in the uk for not having glue roll which is you just go and buy all of the really shitty newspapers you go buy all the copies of the sun for example just wipe your ass on that that's actually a fair point yeah it's about what that paper deserves <laughs> you, and that would work Yeah, but you're then giving money to the sun to w- see all of these sorts of oh no 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 i'm not saying i'm not saying buy copies wait until they get thrown out the next day because they ah. couldn't sell them and you wipe ah. your ass on old copies. Brilliant, because I was just
1: gonna say Shoplift, but but your <laughs> well, way is too. less criminal than mine. Um I've I've got my solution. This this is genius. You see, because America is racist, yeah, you can get Chinese food delivered in a heartbeat. Yep, And they always put napkins in those fucking bags. <gasps> so, oh my god, you... Fuck, Jim, you fucking genius. Order a Chinese every day, and you've already got the resources for when that goes through my gallbladder-lacking body, right? <laughs> Save some over, always keep a little windfall... So that when everyone else in this fucking apartment building is out of toilet paper, I become the nap king. <laughs> so I'm, I'm golden. I'm prepared to become some sort of paper baron because that's all I can do in this apocalypse. Because I'm a fatty, fatty bum bum, I'm either dead meat or
2: some sort of warlord baron, and I need some resources. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Yeah, Warlord Baron is definitely doable. Mad Max Fury Road taught me that you can hoard all the water you want and everyone will be very grateful to you. And that was the message of Fury Road, was that you can hoard as much water as you like. Yeah, everyone will be very grateful that you hoard... (laughs) (laughs) I seem
1: to remember that worked out very well for that particular Baron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Morton Joe was uh, quality act class all the way through. And, um, you know...
2: Not a fan of all these policies. Well, maybe not, but you know, you you can't deny that he d- he did make sure that people didn't become dependent on water. I mean, yeah. that, you know. I
0: mean, you you could say what you want about <laughs> Morton Joe's you know authoritarian regime and policies, but you do have to give some credit where credit's due. The water program was exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> I may have just. I don't know if I could win the presidency now.
2: Oh,
1: I'm...
0: I I think it's over for me.
2: Oh, no. That chance of being the president was very much on the table for you is gone. Oh, no. I said something. I said that a bad
0: group of government did one good thing.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: Uh... Oh, God. Do not, my friends, become addicted to toilet paper. (laughs) It will take hold of you, and you will resent its absence. I mean, I do resent its absence. I really do.
1: I'm going to be... A Morton Jim is going to fucking clean up when I get those Chinese takeout napkins. I can't (laughs) wait. I
2: tell you what,
1: no one's buying pizza crusts either, so if things get really desperate... (laughs)
2: yeah I I'm at that point of being inside where like the actual act of being in my home is not a problem. I work from home anyway. I can stay at home as long as I like, but I'm starting to get slightly like, oh no, I need to stop looking at the news. it's it's yeah. the, the little bit d- the depressing starting to sink in.
1: I Tell you what right? There's a little park sort of like near where I live, right? Yeah, and as I go past it, there are parents with kids. Different families just fucking hanging around with their shitty little three foot tall hives of disease. Yeah. Just mingling out there, spreading their muck amongst each other. Absolutely despicable.
2: I I, I know some some people who organize um a a very large gathering event um that they they had to cancel because of the virus and like Literally days ago, they still had people buying tickets. It's like, no, 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 don't, no, we're cancelling the thing. Don't buy tickets. That's a nonsense. That's don't a nonsense. go to big thousand-person gatherings right now.
0: Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I live around a lot of businesses, and almost all of them are closed. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Uh Now, there's a, like, a bodega. They're staying open, which is good, because... They're a pretty reliable grocery source for me, so that's good. Um, yeah, you know, there's a couple of restaurants around the corner that are staying open, but they're doing takeout only. Uh, it's other than that, it's it's real quiet. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's unsettling. We've stayed in as much as we can. We tried to get groceries delivered, but that ain't happening. So we no. we brave to run outside and, and everything. We're just going to keep a look out on the local smaller stores just to keep an eye out for toilet paper because yeah, you never know. You might, you might be all right. Just just roving scavengers. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of, like, putting on the whole sting cleaner outfit, the Plague Doctor mask and the coat <laughs> and everything, and just wandering around at night. I feel like I could become some sort of folklore figure of the time that coronavirus swept through and along came this masked Plague Doctor. Okay, yes, I mean, no, you should no.
0: do that, but you should also, like, do it right now. Don't waste time, because it's entirely <laughs> likely that we are going to uh, escalate to yeah. the point where we're not uh, to leave our homes. Yeah, yes,
2: it's, you, you don't want to leave it to the point where you are that person who got uh, diagnosed with having the virus and went, I'm going to leave the house, but I'll do it in a big inflatable dinosaur outfit. <laughs> That'll keep me from spreading the disease. i uh, tell you what, though, that would get
1: a heck of a lot of retweets, which yeah, it no, did. I mean, it, it did. Do it, do it, it now
0: did. while you can, while you can while do you it easily can. without getting fined. Christ,
1: it's. I mean, if we, if you've got to stay indoors and every fucker's doing delivery, you can't get delivery. I've already worked that math out. Oh yeah, no, yeah. We made a pork shoulder, um,
0: on I think what's today Wednesday? Yeah, I think I made that on. Sunday, and then on Monday we had that over salad for dinner, and then yesterday we had grilled cheese with pork sandwiches, and uh, no, tonight I'm making schnitzel, but tomorrow it's something else with pork. Gotcha. Um, that's just how it's working
1: now. I um, I've got groceries in that, but I'm thinking while deliveries are still going on. Just do that until they're not allowed anymore, and mm-hmm. then start on the Oh, yeah. The no, reserves. definitely, if
0: you if it's an option for you if to I, yeah, if you're keep lucky your enough. stores, you should try to ration that as best you can. It's, I tell you what, it's a whole lot of
1: bother. It really is. Fucking, yeah. it, oh, talk about a kick in the pants.
2: Hey, you know what's not a kick in the pants? What's that? Video games. Well, unless unless you didn't do
1: the research yourself and was just told there was going to be an exciting PS5 reveal today. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit of a bother and a kick in the pants.
0: Oh, man, that was such an exciting PS5 reveal today. It wasn't for us.
2: Here's, here's the thing I think it's important to note that they can they poorly communicated what it was going to be this was a gdc presentation that got cancelled and they were like okay we're putting it online mm-hmm. yes yeah. we're gonna see a lot of that like people be be warned listener that not all
1: of these things that are going to go up in the next few weeks are for you there's going to be stuff like stuff uh, information for shareholders and all the boring stuff they did at e3 like six or seven years ago and then stopped because it was boring all of us and then they probably did it all behind closed doors they're probably going to try and lump that stuff in
2: yeah so should we should we summarize the week's like here's next gen console news because i think of the two there was one company that did much better than the other um microsoft basically went to digital foundry who are like they're they're Eurogamers people for like tech analysis on consoles and Honestly, they're real good at breaking down like stuff that I actually understand about what makes a thing work good. I think they were the right I think they were the right people to break down what is basically like tech spec information, but
0: Well, it's like my mother used to um she, my mother used to be a technical writer at the start of her career, and that's yeah. one of one of the things I always think about when it comes to these kinds of Uh, presentations and dissemination of information and things like that is that engineers speak a different language. They they simply do. And uh, she always had a talent for being able to, she understood that language and she got it. And she had a gift for translating that into something that other people might understand, which is how she wound up an executive. So uh, it's, that same sort of uh thing with with digital foundry is that they have a talent for making this
2: digestible. Mm-hmm. I I think I think they were smart people to for Microsoft to get to go like yes. he's he explain to the people what we've done. I think what you don't want to do
1: is make it look like mystery science theater 3000 is watching your presentation. That
2: was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that... I, I couldn't work out if that was real people or if that was, like, yeah. fake animated silhouettes that were on a loop. I couldn't work it out. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, they're being cute. They're trying to make
1: it look like they're at E3 with four people turning up. <laughs> uh, but no,
2: they, they I saw them move. I watched them. Yeah. But they seem to move the same way every time. I think they were looped animations. They,
0: yeah, they move and they moved in very mechanical ways and then yeah. sat so stock still in between those movements.
2: And and they had weird they had weird blurs as they moved as well. But- that's because... Well, they move
1: mechanically because they're robots.
0: We're screwed That's what's so great about this, is that, like, we're going to spend so much time scrutinizing whether or not they did this stupid thing. That's for the consumer audience who was never going to understand. That's why they did it. Yeah. They did it to
2: give the rest of us something to chew on. So, here's here's the, the, the uh, Xbox Series X stuff we learned. Uh, basically, uh, size-wise, it's two GameCubes stacked on top of each other. Uh... It's got an SSD, one of them fast hard drives that is all the rage for next-gen consoles, and the main thing they showed off doing with it that, like, honestly looks really fucking cool is, you know how on modern consoles you can currently have, like, one game suspended when you press the home button and you hop back into it later and it it's still where you left it, you don't have to load it up or anything? You can do that for multiple games at once, and they showed that off in action. It was, like, a second or so to, like pop between exactly where you were in one game to another. That's really cool tech stuff. The moment I heard
1: about that one, when I heard about that one, I... Yeah. I was very receptive to it. That is a really good move. I just had, like, a flashback.
0: Yeah? This is, like, the Windows 95 for Xbox. I mean, yeah. You, like... People who are uh, of an age to not remember the transition from Windows 3.1 to Windows 95 will not (laughs) fully grasp what a revelation it was to be able to have two applications running simultaneously.
2: Indeed, to minimize an application and have it still be there. It's just there. It's still there, everyone. Computers have been fixed. Uh, I, I, I think a good thing they did with this is they showed footage of that in action and, uh, on, on apparently like representative of final hardware. And it's like, yeah, that looks really fucking cool. Genius move. Uh, yeah. Genius apparently move. Apparently that will, apparently that will keep your, where you were in the game. Even if you have to restart the console for a system update and stuff like that. That's pretty, that's pretty rad. That's the next generation share button, which when I first heard about that, I was like,
1: that's brilliant. That's fucking clever.
2: Uh, The next Xbox finally has a share button on its controller. Blast to the party on that one. Because it's
1: a fucking good idea. Uh,
2: Otherwise, it's basically just an Xbox One controller. Um, It'll have less latency for the controllers, and apparently Mm. you'll be able to update your old Xbox One controllers via firmware to also have less latency. That's cool. Wow. That's nice. Um, And I think the only other thing we learned about it really was um, expandable memory... They're they're going the route of proprietary, like, mini solid-state drives that you plug into a proprietary port. So, like, of the two, that is one thing that we learned about the PS5 today that is, in theory, long-term a better move, is the PS... Oh, God. Should I try and summarize that hour of nonsense? Um... PS5 will support uh you can buy just a, a solid state drive off the shelf. You won't have to buy a proprietary one. That's good. It'll probably have better prices.
0: No, there's going to be a limited a pretty limited range yeah. of options available. Yeah,
2: that's that's a whole thing. It's basically it has to be it has to be a solid state drive that is as fast as the one they've got in the console, which right now no consumer level ones are full stop. They're like we expect they will be by the time the console releases some top of the line ones will be up to that that spec uh we won't be able to tell you for certain which ones work and which ones don't on launch day please just hold off on buying uh an external S- a secondary ssd you know for a little while within a week or two we'll we'll sort you out i feel like a fool now because you just said
1: that they said that you Cannot buy what you need for a PS5 yet But you might when it's out And that made me think When I was a teenager playing Metal Gear Solid For the first time At the beginning of that One of the characters says that Everything Snake's got Is made with currently existing technology And I thought to myself What a fucking idiot (laughs) All technology is currently existing But now Only too late Over 20 years later I learn but you can have technology that doesn't exist. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I feel like an idiot. Ed- if I could go back in time and do one thing over, I'd go back in time and warn myself not to criticise Metal Gear
2: Solid's currently uh, existing
1: technology.
2: Um, Out of the box, the PS5's going to have 825 gigs of storage space. Ooh. So that's, that's an amount that's less than some PS4s currently have, but mm-hmm. it'll speed data, like, infinity fast, and they spent, like, an hour explaining how data go, data go real fast. Do you, do you want data to go real fast? You can, oh, So many gigabytes a second! I had so many abbreviations. Yeah. I don't so, want to like, hear it again. <laughs> the the solid-state drive stuff basically summarizes down to Sony would really like if Next Generation games took less than a second to boot up initially had zero load times fast travel was basically instant and your game was just fucking you didn't have to have corridors that were disguising the fact they were loading in assets and i'm like yep that that sounds good sure cool and they really want to do ray tracing and ray tracing with audio. They want it. They they want you. To, they want it to sound like the audio was all around you, but only if you have Mark Cerny's ears.
0: I, okay. I <laughs> that that was the point of the presentation where my ears perked up. Hey, here, yeah. I did There, but no, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I love this idea
2: i love 3d audio as a as a tech thing yeah and it's fucking rad when it works right so i'm
0: doubtful that they can achieve this one-size-fits-all solution that they seem to be
2: yeah, targeting yeah because that that was the whole thing is they start off going hey we're gonna make 3d audio and i was like oh great if i put my headphones on i'll get you know 3d audio and they were like no 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 we want 100 positional audio that works whether you are on a stereo tv headphones or vr hmm. I was like, okay, that's a lot. And then he starts going into this whole thing of, hey, everyone's ears are different. So, like, we're going to have five presets of types of ears when the console launches, and, like, you can test them out, and hopefully one of those five presets will be your ears. <laughs> I had to run a deal with a UPS guy
0: trying to deliver packages to us, so I missed this bit. That's
2: amazing. Yeah, did you not catch that? Yeah, so, like, apparently they, they scanned, like, a thousand people's ears, and they were like... These are the most common five types of ears. Try try these out and see if it sounds like good and if not we're really sorry maybe in the future and I will I will go into their explanation they were like maybe in the future you can send us a photo of your ears and we'll make a profile (laughs) that works for your ears
0: god yeah you know what I I guarantee they haven't found any like these radar domes I got sticking off my head jeez
2: (laughs) yeah well apparently you might be able to send them a photo of your ears and they go okay fine we'll fucking code the program so it works for your stupid ears comrade right
0: well that's the other thing now now they have to gather my personal data in order to... What are they going to do with my ear after I've given it to them? I don't feel safe. Give
1: it to Big
2: Bud. <laughs> but yeah, that... That 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 was basically all we got, like...
1: I went to a 3D audio thing in when I was in Japan once. It was a room with dolls in it and they put these headphones on, yeah? And then a scary Japanese ghost started, like, going through... Uh, like, and, like around your head whispering fucking creepy things and then she'd do it right in your ear it was fucking terrifying and then all the chairs fell we sat on chairs on a table and then they all dropped down into a thing and the doll started moving It was fucking brilliant
2: uh so i want them to do that on the ps5 please i've, I've always been a fan of uh what was the the tech they used to do for it binaural audio um mm. I, I remember probably a decade ago listening to a thing where some pretend hairdressers gave you a virtual haircut based on sound. <sighs> ha! It just sounded like the scissors were near your ears and they were sort of crumpling a plastic bag near your head and it was like, oh shit, <laughs> fancy, fancy audio text the thing. I'm sure if you Google virtual haircut audio yeah. on YouTube, you'll probably fucking find
1: it. Well, you'd have to sift through all the ASMR videos, but you'd you'd, yeah. you'd find it eventually.
0: What I was thinking, kept thinking about, you know, it's like, oh, VR, you know, has been a big leap forward. I guess, yeah, you're probably right on that. And the spatial awareness, and I think, you know, we've got 50 sound sources in the PlayStation VR. It's like, shit, put those out just as headphones. Yeah. Just headphones. I don't need a VR rig visor. I, I'm not interested. It's probably just going to make me sick anyway.
2: Honestly, that's the thing. I'm just like give us that level of three uh, like that level of binaural 3D audio for headphone users. Yeah. That's going to be enough for 90% of people.
0: <laughs> right? Nice pair of wireless headphones you can have in your living room and you can enjoy comfortably without bothering your spouse or loved ones. Not saying, you know, <sighs> that I wish my
2: wife would wear headphones. <laughs> um, yeah, like I I, I <sighs> I feel like they should have done a much better job of explaining up front to people what this presentation was going to be. Because, like, up until now, Sony had been doing a pretty good job with, like, their, hey, we're going to get wired in and they'll just, like, pretty simply explain the new stuff. And I, I, I think, like, I think the proximity to Digital Foundry's Xbox Series X coverage really hurt uh, Sony here, Mm. because a lot of people were like, ah, here's a really understandable thing of why this thing is cool that I understand the words of in 20 minutes.
0: I'm ready for Sony's gameplay footage reel. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well even that just like, I think people were ready for Here's what the box looks like, and here's what the controller looks like, and here is a 20-minute thing that goes, it's going to have 3D audio, and it's gonna ha- you can put in your own non-proprietary SSDs for extra storage, and it's real fast.
0: And I don't understand why that people wouldn't... I mean, no, I guess I do get it, because there's not a lot of effective communication going on coming out of Sony, but w- really... That wasn't gonna happen till E3.
2: Yeah. So,
0: and it never would. It never does.
2: Uh, Here's the thing: it was, it was, it was gonna wait till E3, but also uh, Xbox got out the gate a day before this, and that set people's expectations. We should also point out
1: the the time of recording,
2: and it'll probably happen
1: before this goes out. Is they have another one at the time of recording tomorrow? Oh wait, do Uh, do they? they? At the end I of the presentation, miss- oh. I heard some fella say that they've got another one tomorrow, which I think he kind of was trying to promise that that one will be better.
2: Uh, let let me see if I can find anything about
1: that. All right. While you do that, I want to just point out for the listener that you know in science fiction when the big mega corporation has a hologram in the lobby or is like a tour guide, that is what Mark Cerny is.
0: see i just saw dana
1: carvey doing the church lady out of makeup (laughs) that also is is correct he is both these things dana carvey should be a one of those holograms that you see in science fiction corporations
2: yeah uh i've had i've had a quick look i cannot see anything anywhere Uh. about about another presentation tomorrow Uh, i'm not saying it's not happening but i can't find anything about it
1: i thought the fella at the end said because they went from Mark only to someone else um unless it just skipped to another youtube video because i stopped watching it like 10 minutes in and just played it on the computer while i went and did something maybe it skipped to an earlier video and when he said tomorrow he was saying that yesterday that also could have happened.
0: Yeah. No, I I don't want to... And I don't want to... Um, he did a fine job. It was a fine presentation that the wrong
2: audience is watching. That's all. You, you say that. I was tweeting information from it as I went. And people who actually know the technical shit were going wait, is that gigabits or gigabytes? And I was like, I'm I'm writing it down as they put it on the screen. And they're like, there is zero clarity to that because that, like, descriptions of hard drive speeds, I was typing it out exactly as they put it on the screen and people were like, we have hard drives of that speed already though. Do do they mean this?
0: That's unfortunate.
2: So it seems like some of their technical stuff, the techie people are looking at going, wait, wait, what the fuck are you on about? It doesn't seem like it hit... For either, which is weird. That's no good. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll get more next gen at some point this year. I stopped
1: paying attention. I'm not going to say it was boring. It bored me, I, but to many people, I'm sure it was fascinating. I found it dull.
0: Yeah, I found it. I found it generally dull, but it was also because like this is so. It's just technically denser than I'm capable of processing, you know, yeah. I don't have the background, so a lot of it just goes right past me and I have to and I shouldn't presume too much of what else is said, in my understanding of that, on the basis of all this other stuff that I clearly don't get. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I like the sound of a thing that that does real fast video games and loads them real fast. That sounds good. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't know or care what well, any of that stuff like any of the hardware stuff is i'm a game critic like give me a video yeah. game i'll talk about that all day long but your giggle bits and
2: your ssds i like that playstation will let uh, hopefully let my games have very short load times and i like that the xbox will let me swap between my, my games and have them minimized and just swap between them real quick that's that's all i took out of this week
1: kids these days with their gpus and their fortnite i can't understand any of it
2: Yeah. Should we talk about some video games that actually are out that We're not just talking about hypothetical ones that will happen. Yeah, let's talk about the currently existing technology. Who's played a video game with currently existing technology? I have. Call of Duty Warzone kept playing
1: it. I'm, I'm still playing it. How are you getting on? I'm quite okay at it, which means I'm playing it more
2: so that I can just feel... Uh, a
1: sense of self-esteem. Is
2: is—is—is is it the thing because you started playing it when it launched and have played enough of it to keep up with it? Currently, I am
1: keeping up with it. Eventually, this will stop happening because it's happened with everything I've ever done. Um, but right now, yeah, it's fine. It's... it's... They could do this every year around February, March, because they did that for Apex Legends around that time last year. So every year, if they want to just do some new Battle Royale, and I'll play that for a few weeks until I get bored, and then when I try and come back to it, I can't keep up with anyone. So just do that every year, and I'll just have the annual Battle Royale that I'll play around with. Um, that will sort me out. It has to be from a different publisher each time, though, so that... <laughs> It's not a continuation of something that I can't keep up with. So yeah. that's my my challenge to the game industry, is provide me specifically <laughs> with content that is matched perfectly to my unique needs. And do that every year. Talk it uh, out amongst yourselves, you know, get back to me with uh, what you decided. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: things I've been playing this week. I've played so much more Roller Champions so much of that fucking game. So, I I've done the thing that I did back at E3, where I found a squad of people to play this game with. Uh, I've been playing it on Skype with uh, Connie and Cal, two two absolutely lovely people who have been playing on streams with. And I've been playing enough of it that like I'm getting ranked up with the top level people, and we're winning a good percentage of our matches. We're communicating. We are. We have got this shit on lockdown. Um. Things that have changed since last week. Um, that they've. One thing that was happening a lot when this this alpha first started was a lot of people sort of snaking up and down the walls and basically becoming unhittable. They've nerfed that quite considerably, which is nice. The game feels a lot more playable as a result. Honestly, I'm having a real good time with it. They've added so many good gay haircuts over the past week. You can have pink or green or silver hair that's, like, shaved on one side. Oh, the hair's all turned up, is it? Yeah, the hair has turned up. You can... So the game's
1: basically like a chia pet? A little bit. The hair will eventually appear. It all starts <laughs> off bald
2: and then it grows over time. I like that. Yeah. So they've they've added, like, very gay haircuts where it's lots of, like... This side of your head is shaved and then it's long and sort of swept over. Very good gay haircuts in neon colours. I approve of this very much for a roller derby game. I like how that's become, like, the gay haircut. It has become the gay haircut. A lot of gay
1: people I know have been like that. It's like, on this side of my head, no hair. Too straight.
2: All of it on this <laughs> side, please. All of it neon and over here, please. Yeah. Which I can't laugh about. That is me. I did that. I, I have the that. The thing is, it's a fucking good look. I know, right? Um... Yeah, they've reached the point in the demo where they're starting to cycle old bits of cosmetics back in Mm -hmm. uh, for other days. Like, there's been a couple of days in a row where I've not seen anything new, which is fair. I'm glad that stuff that cycles out does cycle back in for the most part. Um, Even the stuff that is like, hey, it's time limited, it's a rare item, it it came back, like, days later. Um, Honestly, like, playing with the team and having a decent win rate as i've had i've had zero issue having enough in-game currency to buy literally anything that i want that comes up that looks kind of cool um i can see like i can see the monetization i can see the tendrils there of all this this item's only here today do you want it you don't have enough coins yeah go for it go for it but buy spend some money um but honestly, right now, it feels really fair in how it's doling out its microtrans, uh, its uh, its cosmetic stuff. I, I said microtransactions because I know it's fucking going to be that. Um, but, like, you get about half as many coins for the in-game store for a loss as you do for a win. Mm-hmm. So at worst, it takes you twice as long to get the item if you're losing every single match. Yeah. And, like... Which which is not bad because like mm. the average thing is in the two thousand to seven thousand coins range for stuff. I was like, yeah, within six or seven wins, I can get a new a new item. That's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. Mm. You you're making you're making grumbly sounds, comrade. How you feeling about that that role of champions? I mean, it's fine. It's the game's fine. I think the game's really good.
0: I have uh, and, and this really does sort of uh. The the experience that you describe is exactly the experience who people who are going to love this game are going to have. Yeah. The one where they find a team of players, and they manage to gel together, and they win matches as teams. Because it is entirely a team game. I do not have that.
2: Yeah, I... We we had that one night where we were both online and I just couldn't get you into matches because the matchmaker was doing weird things that night. But
0: Yeah, and, and, and you know, it was just a like bad night for me in general. Yeah. But
2: um But no, I mean I my
0: I have much better success. The two games that I have won in Roller Champions out of mm. I think probably in the neighborhood of fifty matches. Uh, one was because I had two real good players, and you know, cool. And the other was because I had a bot. <laughs> I had a bot on the team, and for whatever reason, the bot behavior is reliable enough. Yeah, and yet
2: mystifying. Uh, uh, two okay. opponents. I can, okay, I can explain the good thing about bots. Um, as 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 predictable and easy as they can be to 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 knock over. Um, bots will pass yes. or pass the b- They will receive a pass or pass the ball to you anytime that you either throw the ball or request the ball yeah. thrown to and you. And that's it exactly. 100% of the time they do it instantly. And that is one thing that you really struggle with if you're matchmaking with beginner players is, oh my god, beginner players in this game do not want to pass the ball and it is 100% of the time to their detriment. Yep. Like, good teams in Roller Champions, you basically want to have yourself, um,. One player up front away from where all the chaos is That can receive the ball if things go bad The person who has the ball And one person just behind them That can be tackling anyone that comes in to You know, take the ball off them And what you get in in Random wild matchmaking with beginners Is every person wants to touch the ball And wants to have the ball And doesn't want to let go of it And wants to throw it through the hoop And it's their ball Don't take away my ball And it's not fun to play with those people it is not fun to get match with random people where it's like you are being swarmed by the entire enemy team. I'm up the far end. I'm open. Throw the ball and we will be miles away and we will be safe. And they're like someone though. I want to have the ball. I want to be the winner. Yeah. Well, uh, so anyway, it's it is nothing
0: to do with the quality of the game. It's yeah. simply uh, a difference in the experience. And I don't I don't think it's bad. I do find it uh, challenging and frustrating um but it's not for me and that's okay too um yeah i didn't have this problem with um uh rocket league which i find well, interesting
2: yeah i i think the thing with rocket league is rocket league is a little more chaotic everyone dashing around the like it's it it's less reliant on i'm going to grab this and precisely hand it to you mm there's there's a little more wiggle room in its design for people to be not quite exactly where they're meant to be or not doing exactly what they're meant to do and it's probably going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Like, I, I never get into online multiplayer games and I never get into team-based stuff online, but I've been really enjoying the little squad I found for this and I'm honestly considering, like, when this game comes out, trying to find a group of, like, maybe 10 people that I really enjoy playing with and... I have a little Discord team set up, and if I fancy playing, go. Are any of you online that I can squad up with, mm-hmm. and have like a little roster of reliable people that we can just like, we know we can play with each other and do well, and that'd be really nice for a game like that. Well, and
0: then the nice thing about that too is that, like you know, when you develop those sorts of squads, uh, you're not all dressed in the same. Yeah. You know, so you come in on a team, and they're like, "Oh, great! These guys all got to matched together. I'm sure they're good, but they're not prepared." And then you just go kick their asses. And
2: oh yeah, yeah, it's it's been real nice in that regard. Um, but honestly, like communication is so fucking key in this game. It's so you. It's such a leg up to be talking with the people oh, you're yeah. playing with. It makes yeah. it makes a million percent difference. Um, on top of that, just like the I've been watching a lot of streams of this game, and I'm like. Even if I will never be like the best at playing this game, i I've watched I've watched gameplay of this going. I could probably commentate matches of this. Mm, I probably mm, know about this, mm, enough mm. about this. I could I could shoutcast it. <laughs> so that's that's the thing I keep looking at, being like, may, may, maybe if there is a spectator mode in the final game, I can just go like, hey, here's a stream of me explaining what's going on in in this for other people, and that, that might be a thing. <laughs> because I really like this game's mechanics. It's it's real simple but it's real good. Yep. And oh god, the 7-minute match lengths have had me like it's just long enough that it's been a real good like just one more just one more just one more kind of game. And I love that it maxes out at 10. Yes. If 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 all else fails 10 minutes you're done. Yeah, it's... Oh, I've had some real good clutch stories in this game already. Like, I I know that neither of you can quite as much as I do about this game, but, like, one mechanic I really like that they do is if your team is losing and it hits seven minutes, which would normally be the end of the match, but the losing team is holding the ball, they give you one last chance. If you don't let go of that ball and the other team can't get it off you, you get one more shot to try and score some points. And if you manage to score enough points to bring yourself into the win, you into the lead, you can win. But the second that ball leaves your hand and someone else picks it up, nah, okay, the, the win's the other teams. And the, the matches I've had where we've been losing, but we've had possession of the ball and had that really tense last minute or so of, can, can I make a loop round and not get interrupted and win us the game? Like, grasping victory from the jaws of defeat is real satisfying in this. It's so good when it happens. Oh, I like this game. It's it's been enough of a recent addiction to stop me uh shiny hunting in Pokemon for a bit, which should say something about how much I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. What well, what about you lot? What have you been playing?
0: Well, I uh I I played that uh well, I've been playing Autonauts, which recently got a, another update that added a bunch of quality life uh adjustments. So now it's a lot easier to find specific robots, and it's much easier to copy-paste robot instructions. Uh, Mm. I mean, there were ways to do it before. Now, once you hit a certain threshold, it becomes very easy to just instantly program a bunch of robots to do the same thing. So that's great. Um, And so for the last few days, I've been completely remodeling my kitchen. Uh, um, I switched my food source to entirely grain-based uh, whereas before I had been growing a bunch of mushrooms and, and weeds.
2: Can I just say, I tuned out mentally for a second. When you were talking about you were remodeling your kitchen and switched your food sources to grain, I was like, oh, is this your coronavirus preparedness plan? Yeah, Now no, you're locked in the house. No, well,
0: yes, this actually playing <laughs> Autonauts is my coronavirus plan.
2: I mean, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's where I am. But, you know, doing that meant that I had to completely overhaul my grain production and, you know, since I was doing that anyway, that meant adding in a, uh, uh, a loading dock for it so that it can export all of the goods that it produces in the mill next door and well if i'm doing that and then i means i gotta set up shipping for fertilizer and i I gotta get milk shipments to the kitchen uh changed as well oh my god milk production is gonna have to go huge once i add butter to all of that bread so i'm gonna have (laughs) to expand the dairy farm and completely reorganize all of that and well then i guess it's gonna need its own exporting system too since all my fertilizer comes from there and the milk comes from there and so they're doing a lot of that uh exit the du- the gungeon however came out yesterday
1: yeah now is this different from the one that i played on my ipad like ages ago
2: Okay, this this is the one that you played on Apple Arcade. It's been on Apple Arcade for a while. This is the first time it's on something with, like, buttons and, and analog sticks. Uh-huh. I bet it plays better with buttons and analog sticks. I imagine it would. Does it play better with those things, Comrade? Well, I
0: didn't play it on Apple Arcade. Or,
2: d- does it play good with those things? It. Okay, so this is challenging on premise,
0: right? Because you mm-hmm. are... You're making a 2D... Vertical platforming, if there's any scrolling at all, but it's not even a lot of scrolling platforming. Um, Dual stick shooter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that all sounds okay until you also have to acknowledge that the fundamental, like, core, it's in the name of the company that's making the game mechanic of enter the gungeon is the dodge roll yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know uh, that there is a good way to do a controller layout for this Mm. i'm not convinced it's possible um right unless i did just have an idea it's not a great idea but basically because the way it works out is you need to have your thumbs on the sticks to move and shoot Right, Or to move an aim. Then you have a separate yeah. button for uh, firing your gun. You have a button for mm-hmm. uh, triggering your blanks. And that's rarely used. Um, or should be rarely used. And your blanks wind up getting used in lieu of, Or when you get hit anyway in some circumstances. Or seeming a lot of circumstances. So I, I don't even know what to say about that. But you have a jump button and a roll button. And they, at default, are, at least on the Sony DualShock, what, four? Yeah, that's what that is. Uh, They're both tied to the left shoulder buttons. So your bumper is dodge roll, your trigger is jump at an angle. Now.
2: Oh, trigger for jump feels weird.
0: Well, and the reason it has to be. The reason that is the default option there is because your alternative is your X button on the face.
2: Mm, Which means taking your hand off the sticks. That's correct. Yeah. And it's less about, it's actually
0: less about, oh, I need to always be aiming and shooting. And it's more that I'm going to be transitioning back and forth between these things and the time I'm not doing or the time it takes me to get to it Is not good. So it's, it was, it felt at first like, oh, that was smart of them to also bind to the left trigger. Because then you have a finger that's capable of doing all of those things. In theory, in practice, it's really uncomfortable. Mm. And I have tried other ways of doing it a bit. I've uh, moved. Jump to the right bumper, uh, switch, shoot to the right trigger or left switch uh, shoot or yeah, move shooting down to the right trigger. and I just hold the shoot button for the most part. Yeah, and then can, you know jump with the right and roll with the left. And that has some advantages and some real fucking disadvantages too, especially when it comes to any weapon that charges. Because then I like to have control of when the weapon fires for the purpose of, oh, I don't know, hitting what I want to shoot. Um, charge weapons are murder in this game. Um, so And it sounds like I'm complaining a lot. It's fun. It just has some real fundamental problems. And I'm going to keep trying to find something that I like. But it's, right now, um, it, yeah, it's rough. And I'm, that's, I'm not sure that's to make a, it work right. And, and that, That's I'm, a real shame. And I'm sympathetic. Because it's a very difficult problem to try and solve. Yeah. When you, you know, just look at the physical mechanics of how... Uh, of the game you have and the mechanics you want to employ and the physical limitations of controller design and h- hand shape.
2: Yeah. But also like, I I don't feel bad criticizing a controller layout for something like that because before you develop a whole game, you go, here's the game I want to make. What am I going to map the buttons to? How will that feel?
0: Right. Well, and, and I don't know what the experience of it is like on
1: iPad. Or in, oh, and- I mean it it feels like It's been a little while since I played it Well quite a few months But it always felt like It was designed specifically for Touchscreens A lot of swiping and holding and tapping um, And that gets pretty much Everything you need to get done done And I can't remember But I feel like it auto-fired The closest enemy I feel like And there was a way you could still manually control it Um, but I could be misremembering. But but I definitely remember that it felt like, yeah, this this game is exactly the way it is because it's on
2: a touchscreen. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's sort of the sense I got as well, is that...
2: It's it's that weird thing with some Apple Arcade games where, like, some of them definitely work better with a controller and some of them definitely work better with a touchscreen, and it's very interesting seeing them eventually get ports to other places and go, okay, which camp did you fall yeah. into? Like, Sayonara Wild Hearts is one that, like, I vehemently believe works better with a controller, even though it was first an Apple Arcade game, for example. But
1: I only played it on Apple Arcade and didn't much care for it, so I'm going to have to try it with controls. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and it's, like, I-, I know I've, like, shit on it a bunch, but at the same time, like, the things that it does well... It does really, really well. Like It takes all of the sort of classic bosses or, you know, in some cases, like, secondary characters who are now elevated to bosses uh, and recontextualizes them for this gameplay approach. And those are, for the most part, pretty cool. Um, And there's some new ones in there that are very cool. And... So, like, that's great. The art direction is fun. Uh, I I love puns. I love guns. Really, just about anything that they make with this property, I'm going to find something to really enjoy about, which is why I'm going to continue playing it despite the challenges I've already expressed. It's still very charming. It's... The... I think if I could just find a way to get past the control stumbling block and feel comfortable with it, I'm really going to love it. I just can't get there yet. Anyway, so, yeah, that's that.
2: Uh, What what other games have people played? Uh, Jim. Jim, what else have you been playing? Hello. Well,
1: last time we spoke, I'd been playing the first Killzone game. That's uh, on and off. You know, I didn't play it, like, you know over like like for ages and ages at a time it took me about a week on and off um and here's a good example of like what happened to campaigns over a over a few years is that ps2 game killzone took me about a week move on to killzone 2 ace that in two days yeah easy fucking well it's not an easy campaign um but they've Every Killzone game has always been a little bit irritating in places. Um, A lot of surprise deaths. But I'd forgotten how much I really like the Killzone series and how much I really like the universe that it takes place in. Um, It's it's an interesting universe. Unfortunately, the most interesting bits never make it into the fucking games, um, which is a problem with quite a few uh, game series with interesting universes. But the whole backstory of the, the the antagonists uh that were essentially driven from their homeworld onto a death world and then sort of had a parallel with with the rise of Nazi Germany. And then the second game is you're the good guys, but you've invaded them to get to their leader, a bit like um, you know, going after Saddam. And then You find him And the good guys kill him When they were meant to arrest him And then the third game Is them still stuck on the planet With the guy they killed Some sort of martyr And you're essentially war criminals And it's an interesting universe And then of course They go on to Shadowfall With the whole Berlin Wall thing Because the whole planet got nuked And throughout the series You've got these Space Nazis Who are bad Because they're Space space Nazis But at the same time Just to get kicked in the asshole every single game um, to the point where they lose their entire home planet. So they, they, they've always been weirdly sympathetic but they're bad because they have gas masks with big glowy orange eyes. Um, so shoot them all and and enjoy that. Um, I really like Killzone. I, I was a huge fan of it back in the day and then I don't know if we'll get any more because they did Shadowfall which wasn't anywhere near as good as the others and then of course gorilla went on to do horizon zero dawn which people loved i think a lot more they certainly got a lot more critical praise than any of the kill zones did so i don't know if they'll ever do another one now or if they're just very much focused on the horizon stuff um it'd be a shame because they they always had very interesting single player campaigns and even though i can't play them now they just they just don't work on on PlayStation now. Um, I love the multiplayer on those games. Like I played that one. I got into that more than I did with your Call of Duty, your Gears of War, your Halo, any of that stuff. Um, I would play a Kill Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, I'd play that. I would do that. You call it Kill Zone Zone. Kill ever shrinking zone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh... So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I've, I always like the design of the Hellcast. They're look really good. They're, I don't think, even though you know they use a lot of familiar imagery, I don't think there's a, a protagon- an antagonist, enemy base quite as visually uh, striking as them. For me personally, as a fan of masks and stuff. Um, the, the whole mask, glowy red eye helmet look, it's I always found it very evocative. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd like another one, but who knows? I'd I'd play another one. I'd very I'd love another one. And especially if they the multiplayer was just really good. I I loved every class. Uh, normally I would, like, find a support class in a game and stick with it. But in the Killzone games, do Tacticians, which used to throw spawn point grenades. That was a great mm. fucking gimmick. You could run into, the like, the enemy side of the map and just hurl a fucking spawn grenade. And then suddenly <laughs> your guys are in the same room as them. Ah. That was always cool. Uh, they had a really good medic class, which I always look for in a good multiplayer game. Um, the engineer with the turrets and the, the little shrouded ones that can drop uh, motion bombs and stuff really good i mi- i really missed that i might because i'm on killzone 3 now which has malcolm mcdowell in it as one of the main bad guys and he just hams it up <laughs> from the beginning to the end of the game and just starts dropping f-bombs everywhere um for no reason he just halfway through the game he just starts saying fuck every other sentence uh, and i'm fine with it um but yeah, I might download Shadowfall in the interim and just see if it's online is still running or if there's much of a community left playing it. Um, something tells me that unlike some of the games that are actually updated and people care about, I could jump back into Shadowfall and not feel like I've missed anything.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's been me. lucky lot of kills in. Yeah. Uh, The only other thing I've been playing this week, and I'll I'll keep my thoughts on it short because obviously we're sort of running up on time and I've got longer thoughts going up on Polygon later this week, but um, I've been playing some of that Persona 5 Royale. uh, Basically, we sold you the same game a second time and stuck some extra content at the end of it. It's not a Persona Battle Royale, is it? No, it's not a Persona Battle Royale. I only saw tweets about it. I'm like, that's... That's definitely
1: not a Persona Royale. Definitely no, no. not. But it's, then a little voice d- in the back of my head would be like,
2: but maybe it's, it's it's like when they had Persona 4 and then they had Persona 4 Golden. Right, which right. was like, hey, here's the We've updated some things, we did some quality of life changes, we added some new content. Um mm-hmm. I will try and summarise as quickly as I can like the things that I actually thought were interesting. Uh, They added two new characters. One of them's a new party member. Don't expect to have her for the first fucking 100 hours you play this game. First 100 hours is very much the game that you played before if you played Persona 5. And she feels a bit weirdly shoehorned in every time that they drop her into the plot to be like, hey, here she is. She's going to be relevant when you eventually get to the new content. Uh, The other character they added uh, makes a lot more sense. He is a counsellor or a therapist and basically because your school has had some weird bullshit fucked up stuff going on, the school are like, okay, we're going to bring some mental health in- advice in because you've had a really fucking bad year, kids. And this character makes a lot more sense. The justification for bringing them in is good. Um, they-, they provide a really interesting opportunity to get some insight into how your cast of teen characters is dealing with the emotionally complicated journey they're going on. It provides just a nice opportunity for them to just talk about their feelings, which, honestly, in a game that's this much about like social relationships and understanding people, feels like a really nice change. Um, the they've made lots of just like changes that make the the gameplay much nicer. Um, the cat doesn't fucking tell you to go to sleep every five minutes anymore. That's great. Nice. Your cat your cat will let you go downstairs and make a cup of coffee at bedtime rather than go. No, it's Spend time. Stop it. Um, yeah. And the last thing I want to very quickly hit on is uh, ahead of Persona Five Royal, uh, ahead of the game's release, Atlas made a big deal about, hey, hey, you know the kind of homophobic content in the original game. We're gonna fix it. We hear you. We're gonna we're gonna change that content. It's we're gonna we're gonna fix it.
1: Good on them. <laughs> did I? Did I? Shoot too soon.
2: You shot too soon. Oh, no. Um, So they did change the scene. Um, I'm going to real simplify the scene as it originally happened. Um, Two adult gay men come across one of your party members who is an underage, uh, not of age of consent, boy and start talking about how they know he's he's underage and they think he's hot and then they unconsensually drag him away and it's played for a laugh. Oh. It's not great. You see those same characters later at the beach and they're like, hey, we're still going to talk about how sexy you are. Not age of consent person. It's creepy and fucked up. It is a weird, it's a weird, tiny, short blemish in this like fantastic lengthy game that I'm just like, why the fuck is that there? That does not need to be there. Yeah. Uh, they have changed the scene. I would argue it's not much better. So now the two the pair of of adult gay men um meet that same character and they don't they don't hit on them but they go we think you're secretly into drag and you're just denying it to yourself. We're going to forcibly drag you off to dress you up in women's clothes against your will. Oh right. It's it's still a scene about two adult gay men forcibly, you know, abducting a kid for various reasons. It, this time it's not because they think he's sexy, it's because... Uh, I'm gonna put it this way, the, the best term I have for the tone of that scene now is it feels like the LGBT are transing your kids. Like, it's that sense, it's the ah here come the, the gay people to force um, force being a drag queen on, on your, your straight kids. Oh, be a, It still feels like, be afraid of the scary gay people. Yeah. They, they got rid of one bad scene and replaced it with another bad scene. And that's... I got my hopes up when they were like, we understand that it's bad, we're going to fix it, we're going to change it. I fucking... I just wanted them to delete that scene. It's like 30 seconds across two scenes that they could have just cut and no one would have fucking cared. Maybe they'll change it again. They'll put
1: in a patch to update and change it again. Except this time it's racist.
2: So then they have to
1: change it again and then it's (laughs) sexist.
2: Yeah, I... that, That... Also, just just gonna put it out there. It's still weird that that game allows your protagonist, who is an underage character, to form a relationship with an adult who is your teacher. That shouldn't be a thing. That's creepy and weird. I I still think Persona Five is great, and this is definitely the best way to play Persona Five. But it's still got some weird weird bullshit in it that I wish Atlas I wish Atlas would just hire someone to go. Yeah, just yeah, just not that. That would just tell them to draw, draw the line slightly earlier than they do. Because it's weird to have those caveats when talking about, like, other than that, this is a, it was already a stylish, fantastic JRPG that is made infinitely better by all the changes to it and is overall overall a better game than it already was. I don't know. Considering your audience sounds a bit like censorship to me. Just fix these weird things.
1: You shouldn't consider your audience and, and what you know, they might enjoy or take away from your your content. You should be reckless with it. Bordering <laughs> on irresponsible. Anything less is censorship.
2: Okay, I'm very sorry I tried to censor the video game by saying, hey...
1: Yeah, I won't stand for it.
2: That scene you you said you were going to change, you didn't really
1: make it any better, huh? No. Yeah. If they, if they change it again, they're going to make a perfect game. Great. And we can't have that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, like i i i will get into like more specifics like maybe next week but like I i think i think persona 5 at its core like i i i still love the the mechanic of doing your social life going in and fighting monsters and the whole story about like hey we're gonna it's like death note but instead of killing the villains you're like we're just gonna make them feel really guilty and, and 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 admit what they did which is like an interesting ground for a narrative i think it's it's a Fucking good game that I just wish I didn't have these tiny little nitpicks still about. Well there you go. Yeah. That's Persona 5 right now. Um I think, you know, we started late.
1: Probably best we shunt off. I know Conrad wants to do some live streaming today. Um yeah. and, and well we'll we'll talk about that first. We'll we'll do things in the proper order. So Laura, do tell the lovely children where they can see more of your things.
2: Laura K Buzz in all the places Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon That's the one that pays the bills Everything I publish ends up on LauraKBuzz.com You can go there to see all of my videos, podcasts, written articles, freelance features Uh, I've got some books There's Uncomfortable Labels Which is about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum And that is out now uh, In places where books are Or as an audiobook on LauraKBuzzStore.com Uh, There is also Things I Learned From Mario's Butt, which I have seen the full finished layout of the book now and looks real cool. Um, You have until the end of this month to get a copy on Unbound if you want your name in the back of the book. Otherwise it'll be out in shops in October is the plan. Uh, I'm on a bunch of podcasts as well. I'm on Pixel Squirt where I talk about video game character pornography, Tonal Whiplash where I interview guests with alternating silly and serious questions, Uh, Queer and Pleasant Strangers, where I talk about things that aren't exclusively video games, and Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and soon season seven. Every season's a self-contained story. Several of those self-contained stories contain Conrad. Oh my gosh. That's... Whoa. Who who honking? Oh, all hell's breaking loose outside my house. Tanks are going down the road. The shit's shit's going down. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll make this quick. Yeah. They just they just closed all the schools and tanks are everywhere. It's it's a lot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you
0: you can you can find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. Uh you can find me oh, uh, you can buy pins that I make at pinfultruth.com. You can buy audiobooks that I read at conradreads.com. Uh Oh, and I still have some of the, uh, LGBT Sloth Month charity pin, uh, with proceeds benefiting the Trevor Project. I'm still able to mail shit, apparently, during this crisis, so, you know, that's cool, um... Other podcasts that I'm on, uh, Laura mentioned Dice Fuck. I'm on seasons five, six, and soon to be seven. And boy, uh, season six, what a roller coaster of emotion that has been. Uh, um,
2: that recording session last night was something. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So that's
0: gonna be that's uh, yeah, gonna be wrapping up pretty soon. Uh, so we got that, and you can hear me on Of Horse talking about the Bojack Horsemans. Uh, you can hear me on the spin off Doctors that we still haven't done, but I guess actually is easier to do now since we can't leave our houses and don't have to schedule time with the <laughs> studio, and yet. Paralyzed by choice, still have not managed to make it happen with my good friend Jim Sterling. Uh, do the uh boss's favorite son, which also now you'd think would be easier and yet has not recorded another episode. Uh, uh all with my friend Jim Sterling, who has a
1: Patreon, right? Jesus Christ, the flaws in this place are going. Oh, god, really? Fuck yeah, now I can't look for a new place now either. No, all oh, the the tour's cancelled. I'm going to die up here. I'm going to die in here. Anyway, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. Especially at this spooky time, I am very grateful of anyone supporting the show. If you pull out because of just how fucked up everything is, you do not owe me an explanation or an apology. Yeah, in fact, I that's completely just part understand. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah, so you don't owe me anything there, but support right now is is very very grateful gratefully received um because yeah it's it's scary out there like all my wrestling stuff's been canceled for months um mm. i don't think rise is going to open for at least a few months so you know it's it's it sucks but there you go um that's about all, all just the patreon if you want um uh, we'll shoot off now uh, thank you for listening we'll see you next time We'll be recording remotely again. The the studio that we use is shut down for at least two weeks. And probably going to be longer. So Yeah, it's
0: it's probably going to be like this for, I would say, well into April. Yeah. It,
2: it's going to get worse before it gets better, I think. Yeah. For a bit. Yeah. God damn. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Depp,
1: wash your hands and don't touch your face. That too.